to the world. You know what? Sing it out loud. But it couldn't fail you. A man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. And you came along and put me back together. And every desire is now satisfied.
We don't have to, to come to a point where we're just simply satisfied with good. But instead, He tells us that we can have better. We can have a better life. And so we begin to look at what does that really consist of? Well, what does it mean to have a better life? So we started looking at scriptures that contain the word better. And the first week we looked at Psalms chapter 84 verse 10. When it says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. And so when we begin to talk about that, and we realize that in the Old Testament, people would have to go to the temple courts. Because it was in the temple where God's presence was. So they would go to the temple courts and they would get as close to the presence of God as they could. But then in the New Testament, something changed. In the New Testament, we now become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit resides in us. So everywhere that we go, everything that we do as followers of Christ, God is with us. And we talked about how that, that, that we didn't have to, to just have a moment with God. Uh, so often we come to a point and, and we say, okay, I, I have my Bible time now. Okay, I'm done with that. Now I'm going to get on with the rest of my day. But that we can have a day with God. And not only can we have a day with God, but we can have a week with God, a month with God. And, and in reality, we can have an entire lifetime with God because He's always with us. The next week we talked about Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 6. When the Bible said, Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. In other words, it's better to have... One handful. To not be so busy, so burdened down, that we're, we're filled with stress and anxiety. But the Bible says that it's better to have one handful with tranquility and peace. In other words, we need to start getting more of what matters and less of what doesn't. We start to strive for the things of this world and, and we become so in bondage to them that we can't help anyone. We live a life of anxiety and stress and frustration. But he says better is one handful with peace than two. <clears throat> than two. Than two with turmoil. The next week we looked at Proverbs chapter 22 verse 1. And it says a good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. And today when we think about Silver and gold. We're talking about possessions. And we started talking about how that the Bible says that it is better for us to have a good name. It is better for us as Christians to have a good reputation. It's better that when people say your name, that good thoughts come to their head. Then last week, Pastor Aaron did a great job of looking at wisdom. And how that Solomon could have asked for anything... God gave him an opportunity. What do you want? And he could have asked for gold or silver. He could have asked for better weapons or a stronger military. But instead, he asked for wisdom. And the Bible tells us that above anything else, anything else that we can try to obtain, that we should seek wisdom. And the way to get it is, is to simply ask. He said, if you ask, I will give you wisdom. And today I want to, to close this series 
And to do that, I want to start by asking you this question. How many of you often find yourself being impatient? Maybe impatient people? Now, I have to admit, for the most part, I am a pretty patient person. Some people will say patient to a fault. But there are times, in one particular time, that thing, something really gets to me. It's traffic. Anybody like sitting in traffic? I don't know why, but it just drives me crazy. And I will say that I get it honest. From somebody sitting over here. <laughs> but I hate sitting in traffic, and I hate sitting in construction. And you sit there, and the entire time I'm sitting there thinking about how I can get out of it. I've been known to drive on the shoulder of the road. I've been known to go through medians. I may or may have not drove up the wrong way on an exit ramp. I didn't confess to that. I said may or may not. You know what really gets me? When you're sitting in traffic and it's because of construction and you get to where the construction is supposed to be going on and nobody's working. That just drives me crazy. It ruins my heart that whole day. Now, don't look so spiritual. I've, I've ridden with some of you. Maybe it's not traffic. Maybe it's, it's with your children. It's easy to become impatient with our children right now. All I have to do is say two words, virtual school. And those of you who have kids, and, and if you have kids and they're in school right now, it's probably virtual. We're getting ready to be once again. But it's easy. Listen, impatience, anger, revenge, it's natural. But God says, I want you to have something different. I want you to have something that is supernatural. I want you to have something that can transform your life, can transform your relationships. Losing patience at work. Losing patience with a, a family member. Becoming impatient with a child that maybe is far away from God or that simply just won't listen. Or maybe it's, it's a spouse who, who isn't a follower of Christ and, you, and you've been praying and, and, you, and, and you say, God, I'm, my patience is where I've been. It can be challenging. And, and the problem is what happens is that when our patience begins to wear off and wear out, it can lead us to making some very unwise decisions. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32 tells us this. Better a patient person than a warrior. One with self-control than one who takes a city. He said it's better to be patient than being angry. It's better to be patient than being argumentative. It's better to be patient than being a controlling fighter. I mean, it is so tempting to lash out at people when they don't do what they should. It's so hard to control our temper. It is so hard to remain patient. How many of you would say that, that over the, the last several months your patience have been tested? Anybody? I mean, being on lockdown or, or stuck in the house, or, it, it can put you right on the verge of crazy. And some of you didn't have far to go to start with. 
But I found myself over the last week or so of having this issue. As you know, you may not know, Reese is an only child. It's our daughter. And now I didn't know what it was like to be an only child. I had a younger sister. And so anytime I would get bored, I would just go pick a fight. <laughs> now most of the time that ended up with me getting my eyes scratched out. But it wasn't boring, okay? She was tougher than I was. But it was still fun. But I have learned over the course of time that being an only child can be boring. And so during the course of the last several months and virtual school and just being in the house more often, there's times that she would say, I'm bored. Now my first reaction is, you've got a million toys, go play. But you can only play dolls by yourself for so long. So when she was younger, she had this bouncy ball collection. And everywhere that we went, she would want one of these out of the vending machine, she would want a bouncy ball. And she would con us into getting one. And we would always get them. And she had little jars that she kept them in, big buckets. And, and so when she was smaller, it wasn't that big a deal. I mean, it was when you're smaller, you know, just drop them and they're not making that much noise. And, and uh, it's all nice. But as she began to get older, the bounces become higher. And they would hit the ceiling. And, and, and so just one day, out of nowhere, I don't know, it was just magic. These balls disappeared. They disappeared. Uh, they, they went to the place where everything goes that we need to disappear. It's in the attic. So during the last few months, I, I started feeling up. And she's the type of person that, that she had may, may not have had something for five or six years. And she'll say, where's that thing I used to have? I'm like, what? You have so one day she said, where's my bouncy balls? Now, me being the Christian that I was, I said, I'm not sure. Ask your mother. <laughs> but I started feeling a little sorry for her. So we got the bouncy ball collection out. Big mistake. <laughs> she had all of these little balls and, and you know, just little small ones. And, but she has one big one. Guess what she, which one she wants to play with? The big one. We have hardwood floors. And she'll take that. And I really, I meant to bring it this morning and... Uh, I forgot it. But she'll take that bouncy ball <clears throat> over and over and over and over. I was trying to watch the football game yesterday. I finally had to put my earphones in just so I couldn't hear it because it was over and over. And it, it just drives me crazy. And, and when it started happening to begin with, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm, I'm gripping the arm of the couch. And, and there was, when it first started, there was a couple of times that you better put that up. Take it outside. Daddy, it's raining. It's 20 degrees. I don't care. Take it outside. I was doing everything that I could not to grab that ball and to throw it in the middle of US 52. I was trying to display patience. Now, you, that's a silly example. And, and you may be sitting here today and, and you say, well, I don't have to deal with bouncing balls. But you may be here today and there's someone in your life that's testing your patience. And, and you wonder, you say, well, why won't she do the right thing? Why won't he apologize? Why doesn't my boss recognize how good I am at my job? Why do I have to continue to put up with this? And you have those things in your life and you're thinking, God, when are you going to take care of it? And we're tempted to lose our patience. We're tempted to lash out. Remember our key verse, better a patient person than a warrior. One with self-control than one who takes the city. 
There's also a passage in the New Testament that goes along with that. It's found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 13. It says, Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. But always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. It says we have to, to strive. We have to continue to display love. We have to continue to have patience. Why? Because patience is better. Why do we need patience? Why is patience so important? First of all, a patient person can help heal a broken relationship. A patient person can help heal a broken relationship. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 18 says a hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms quarrels. Have you ever been around someone who is just it just flies off the handle? I mean, it, it, it doesn't take much to ignite them. Don't make eye contact with anybody, especially with the person sitting beside you, because it's probably not going to end well. But here we are. We have people. They just fly off the handle. And Proverbs tells us that someone like that is always making things worse. They're always stirring up trouble. But someone who is patient brings calm to the situation. It's hard to be that person, isn't it? It is so, so hard. I mean, there are times in my life that I'm dealing with something and, and I just, I want to rip their heads off. You think, Pastor, you shouldn't say that. I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, if you want your patience tested, do anything dealing with people. People will test your patience. Family will test your patience. There's a very familiar story found in the Old Testament. It's about a guy and his brothers. His brothers didn't like him much. They thought that he was his dad's favorite. His name was Joseph. And his brothers were so angry with him that they decided, that they couldn't decide if they should kill him or just sell him. And so after some debate, they decided to sell him. And they sold him into slavery. Joseph was sold into slavery, but he eventually ended up finding favor. He eventually became a place where he had influence. He became powerful. And he could have used his power to get revenge. He could have used his power to make things difficult for his brothers. He could have, but he didn't. Even though he had every right, he was patient with them. He kept waiting for them and for that relationship to be healed. He forgave them. He didn't take it out on them. And years went by after the betrayal. But because of his actions, the relationship was restored. And there are times in our life that we're going to be required to display some patience when it comes to relationships. 
People are going to be people. Maybe it's, it's a relationship that you're thinking that the other person is continually making wrong choices. They're continually doing the exact opposite of what they need to be doing. And you become frustrated. And your relationship has become damaged or, or maybe even destroyed. And the easiest thing to do would be give up and to move on right after you give them a piece of your mind. That would be the easiest thing to do. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11 says this. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. That's tough stuff, isn't it? Last week we talked about getting wisdom. And here, Proverbs tells us that wisdom will lead to having patience. Being wise. Thinking before you lash out. Giving God, an opportunity. And that relationship, an opportunity. You see, through patience, God can change the heart and heal a broken relationship. Having patience can make a difference. Suddenly, a patient person gives God time to work. A patient person gives God time to work. Psalm chapter 27, verse 14 says, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. The truth is, is that we want God to do something and we wanted Him to do it yesterday. We want it fixed and we want it fixed now. And when it doesn't happen that way, we're quick to give up. Or when it doesn't happen that way, we're quick to lose our patience. But we get to think back. Jesus didn't give up on people. He didn't give up on people. The woman at the well, he didn't give up on her. Zacchaeus, he didn't give up on him. I mean, Peter denied him. Peter was continually messing up. Jesus would have every right to say, Peter, I'm done with you. What did he do? The first thing he wanted to do when he rose from the dead was say, go tell Peter. Go tell him that I love him. He displayed patience. And there's going to be times that it takes a lot of patience. And we have to be patient and allow God to have time to work. Things don't always happen immediately. The situation in, in, in my life, that, that someone I was once very close to, that relationship became very strained due to, to circumstances, due to life. And this went on for years. And there were very few days that over the course of those almost 10 years that, that, I, that I didn't pray for that person every day. They were lost and our relationship was almost non-existent. But I continued to hope. I continued to believe. And I claim what Paul wrote in Romans 8.25 when he said this. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. We wait for it patiently. I kept waiting and kept praying and kept loving. And I won't say that there weren't times that I wanted to give up. And I won't say that there aren't times today that, and, and 
There's a situation that I've been dealing with for about the last year and a half. And there are times that I want to say, I am done. I've done all I can do. I am finished. Matter of fact, it happened this Friday. I said, you know what? I'm done. Because they continually just, it's a roller coaster. And it's so frustrating. You just want to grab them and shake them. Don't look so spiritual. You've been there. People just driving you nuts. But I've told you over and over again how that God is when it comes to, to me. Anytime I'm getting ready to preach something, He gives me an opportunity to practice it that week before. He gives me the opportunity to say, are you going to, are you going to uh, live what you're preaching? And as I was there on that Friday, that's all. this message was all that could go through my mind because, because it was like that cartoon. You had you know, the devil on one side and the, the uh, angel on the other. This, this side was saying, throw him out of the car. Just throw him out. This side was saying, love him. Love him. But it's hard. And it's been a year and a half. A long year and a half. But I have to keep being patient. And there may be people in your life that you've been praying for for so long. You've been praying for this situation and it seems like it's never going to end. It's never going to get better. But God can use your patience to heal that person. God can use the patience that you display when, when, when you would have every right, just like Jesus and Peter, when you would have every right to just throw up your hands, walk away, be done with it. God said, be patient. Be patient. Wait patiently for what you don't have yet. Just wait. Keep believing. Keep praying. Keep doing the right thing. The enemy wants you to give up. Because if you give up, then that person probably will never experience healing. Why should we be patient? Lastly, it's because God is patient with you. God is patient with you. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 8 and 9 says this. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise. As some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient. He's patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So God's not slow. He said, our time and his time, they're not the same. He <clears throat> said, so you got to be patient. You have to be patient. Sometimes, just even as followers of Christ, it is easy to forget how patient God is with us. It's easy to forget how long we ran from him. How long that we continued to disobey? How long that we continued to do our own thing? When I look back at, at my life, the last thing I wanted to do in my life was to be standing up here. 
And even though over and over again, God tried to direct me in that path. God tried to, to use people to, to speak into my life and, and circumstances and situations. I still continue to want to do my own thing. And so when I think about this, I think about what if God had given up on me? What if He would have said, I'm done with you. Do what you want to do. Figure it out yourself. But He didn't. And you may look at your life. And you may think about all the times that God has had every right to give up on you. We don't deserve Him to be patient with us. But He is. Some of you ran from God for a long time. Some of you, it took you a long time to finally submit to Him. You may be here this morning and you, you still have it. You're here, but you're still running. God's patient with you. He says, I'm still here. But God is speaking to us and we continue to ignore Him. We continue to do our own thing. Peter says, remember, God is patient with you. Why do you think Peter could write that? Why do you think he could write that? Because he had lived it. He had lived it. He had experienced God's patience. He had experienced His love. When I began to, to think about this, and going back to the bouncy balls. You didn't know you would come to church and learn about bouncy balls, did you? You may never go to another church that the sermon was around bouncy balls. But what got me to the point of saying, just keep bouncing them, was because I remembered back when I was younger. And I remember that there was a couple of things that I, I, I liked to do in the house. I had a basketball goal, one of these small basketball goals. Was, but now it wasn't good enough. It wasn't one of these Nerf ones. I had a, a, a rubber basketball and one on a pole. And I would sit it on top of the desk just to make it taller. And I would pretend to be whoever and, and you know, three, two, one. Come on, you've been there. How many basketball? Anybody do that when you were growing up? Alright, I got a couple. And I would do that over and over. And then the other thing that I like to do is I would get a tennis ball. And I would find a wall. And I would throw it on the floor, hit the wall, and come back. And I kept doing it. And I would see how close I could get, trying to get my reflexes better. And I would do it over and over again. And to my recollection, now there may have been times, and, and they're here, so they may say, oh, I did. But to my recollection, I do not remember them saying, stop. I don't remember them saying, knock it off. And I begin to think about that, and I begin to think about their patience, my parents' patience. And so when I started thinking about my daughter bouncing that ball. I began to think about that and said, you know what? Somebody was patient with me when I was that age. Somebody was patient with me 
And I began to think about that. And I thought, I was showing patience. I need to display patience. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. It says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Be patient, bearing one another in love. We are at a time right now in our society that everyone is angry. It seems like we are split right down the middle. And everyone's angry. And there are times that I turn on the TV or I get on Facebook or I get on Twitter and I see something, hear something, read something and my blood pressure rises. Anger. But then I begin to think about Better is patience. We look at our world right now and say, God, when are you going to do something? Better is patience. This verse says, bury with one another in love. Better a patient person. Better to be patient. To be patient and seek revenge. Better to be patient. But you know what happens? I lashed out my daughter a couple of times. And when I did it, I felt horrible. Because in the heat of the moment, I lashed out. And then the Holy Spirit said, is it really that big a deal? Better be patient. Better show love. There's going to be times in your life that it's going to be hard to be patient. There's going to be times that you may have every right to be angry. Try to get revenge. To write someone off. And the hardest thing to do is to submit to the Holy Spirit and say, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep praying. Pastor friend that told a story. I'm closing. He told a story about how there was this one clerk at the Kmart in his town. And the Kmart was more expensive than Walmart. They didn't have a, as good a selection. And when he first met this person, they didn't like their job initially. 
And there were times that he would go in there and they would be lashing out. But he kept going to Kmart. Even though it was less, not as convenient, he kept going. Building a relationship. Some days the relationship was great. Some days they acted like they didn't even know it. But he kept going. And this lasted for 12 years. 12 years. Until one day. Until one day that person broke. And they came to him crying. He said, I need something. You've displayed so much patience and so much love toward me, even when I didn't deserve it. Can you help me have what you have? And he led them to Christ right there. It would have been easy over the course of 12 years to walk away. It would have been easy to say, oh, wait a minute. She's now, she's in lane number seven. I'm going to lane number two. But every time, he would find her. He would go to that checkout line. And he kept his patience. And the cause of her life has changed. God can use us. God can use you. He says you can't give up. You have to keep going above and beyond. Why? Because he's patient with us. He wants wants people's lives to be changed and he wants to use us. With every head bowed and every eye closed. You may be here this morning and you may be. You might be that person that you're still running. You're here this morning but, but you, you've never really made a commitment to Christ. You've never really stepped across that line. You've never said, I want to follow you. I want you to be Lord of my life. You've been doing your own thing, going your own way. Can I tell you that God loves you and God is patient with you and He wants to be your Lord. If you're here this morning, that would be you. I want you to know that you can leave here You can leave here different than you were when you came in. And it's as simple as saying, Father, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. Change me. Make me a new creation. That's all you have to do. You might be here this morning and say, Pastor, I'm having a hard time right now being I'm tired of people. I'm tired of going through what I have to go through. Pastor, I, I need a good dose of patience. And what you have to do is you have to understand that that is not something natural. It's not going to just happen. It's not natural. But God said, He can give it to you. How? 
He said, you asked for wisdom. And through wisdom, He heals patience. God wants to do that in your life. Why? Because He wants you to make a difference. He wants you to change lives. It's not going to happen by giving up. It's not going to happen by becoming angry. And if that's you today, I want you to know that God can give you that patience that you need. I know that this series has been different. The last five weeks, is, but, but as we almost close out 2020, I feel such a, a, a strong pull in my spirit. That God wants us to strive to have a better life. And I'm not talking about a bigger house or a nicer car. I'm not talking about a, a job promotion. He wants us to have a better life in Him. He wants us to love being in His presence. He wants us to have a good name. He wants us to be satisfied and not always striving and adding stress to our lives to get the things of this world. He wants us to have wisdom and He wants us to have patience. If you want to have a better life, those are five things that He told us in His Word that are better, that will lead to a better life. If you'll stand right where you are. Here's how we're going to close this service and this series. We're going to pray. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you not to just listen to me pray. But to look inside of your heart. Look inside of your soul. Ask yourself the question, what is it that I need? What do I need? to get better at. What do I need to start doing? Be honest with yourself. And then be honest with God. Say, God, this is what I need. You're not a follower of Christ. You need God. Life is better with Christ. There's no there's no doubt seen it happen over and over and over again. Life is just, it's just better when you have Christ. And if you're here and that's you, all you got to do is ask Him. That's all you have to do. We're going to pray. And after we pray, next we're going to close this service and this series in, in, in a small course. We're going to spend just a couple of minutes just thanking God declaring His goodness. Let's pray. Father, I come before You right now. God, I'm so thankful that You love us so much. And that You're so patient, so loving. God, I thank You for being patient with me. 
for showing me love when I didn't deserve it. God, I pray that you will help me that when it's I'm tempted to give up, to move on, to stop caring. Holy Spirit, speak into my life to remind me that my time is not God's time. God, help me to have patience. Develop something in me supernatural. God, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. God, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you, Father, I pray that they'll submit their lives to you today. God, for those who I just need help. Life is tough. We become bitter. We become angry. We project that onto the people around us. God, take away the hurt. Take away the bitterness. Replace it with peace, with love, and with patience. God, without you, we're nothing. God, I want nothing more than to be a person when people can see you in me. And when people look at me, that your reflection is all they can see. God, I know I'll fail. I know I'll make mistakes. I know there'll be times that I speak before I think. But God, I pray that every day that I'll strive to be better. That I'll strive for a better life. Holy Spirit, thank you for the lives you changing right now. For the hearts you're speaking. God, we declare today that life with you is better. In the name of Jesus. Can you just sing this chorus with us?
you leave here today, you're going to declare that. That it's better to have God with you. Realize that He goes with you when you leave here. He goes with you when you get in your car, when you go to work. If you're a follower of Him, He is with you. And He's there all day. And he wants to show you His love. Thank you for being here. If you're a guest, we want to once again thank you for joining us. Uh, there are, everyone always asks about the offering. We quit doing offering because of germs. Uh, but there are boxes in the back. Uh, you can feel free to get back there and get one of mine. Uh, we love you. Don't forget life groups. They're growing every week. And uh, there's ones on Sunday, Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's about every day. There's something for you. You can go check it out on the Gate Not Life. Thanks for being here. We love you. Have a great Sunday. Go out and enjoy the sunshine because snow is coming.
to go through mediums. I may or may have not drove up the wrong way on an exit ramp. I didn't confess to that. I said may or may not. You know what really gets me? When you're sitting in traffic and it's because of construction and you get to where the construction is supposed to be going on and nobody's working. That just drives me crazy. It ruins my heart that whole day. Now don't look so spiritual. I've, I've ridden with some of you. Maybe it's not traffic. Maybe it's, it, it's with your children. It's easy to become impatient with our children right now. All I have to do is say two words, virtual school. And those of you who have kids, and, and if you have kids and they're in school right now, it's probably virtual or getting ready to be once again. But it's easy. Listen, impatience, anger, revenge, it's natural. But God says, I want you to have something different. I want you to have something that is supernatural. I want you to have something that can transform your life, can transform your relationships. Losing patience at work. Losing patience with a family member. Becoming impatient with a child that maybe is far away from God or that simply just won't listen. Or maybe it's, it's a spouse who, who isn't a follower of Christ and, you, and you've been praying and, and, you, and, and you say, God, I'm, my patience is where I've been. It can be challenging. And, and the problem is, what happens is that when our patience begins to wear off and wear out, it can lead us to making some very unwise decisions. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32 tells us this. Better a patient person than a warrior. One with self-control than one who takes a city. He said it's better to be patient than being angry. It's better to be patient than being argumentative. It's better to be patient than being a controlling fighter. I mean, it is so tempting to lash out at people when they don't do what they should. It's so hard to control our temper. It is so hard to remain patient. How many of you would say that, that over the, the last several months your patience have been tested? Anybody? I mean, being on lockdown or, or stuck in the house, or, it, it can put you right on the verge of crazy. And some of you didn't have far to go to start with. But I found myself over the last week or so of having this issue. As you know, you may not know, Reese is an only child. It's our daughter. And now I didn't know what it was like to be an only child. I had a younger sister. And so anytime I would get bored, I would just go pick a fight. <laughs> now most of the time that ended up with me getting my eyes scratched out. But it wasn't boring, okay? She was tougher than I was. But it was still fun. But I have learned over the course of time that being an only child can be boring. And so during the course of the last several months and virtual school and just being in the house more often, there's times that she would say, I'm bored. Now my first reaction is, you've got a million toys, go play. But you can only play dolls by yourself for so long. 
So when she was younger, she had this bouncy ball collection. And everywhere that we went, she would want one of these, out of the vending machine, she would want a bouncy ball. And she would con us into getting one. And we would always get them. And she had little jars that she kept them in, big buckets. And, and so when she was smaller, it wasn't that big a deal. I mean, because when you're smaller, you know, just dropping them and they're not making that much noise. And, and uh, it's all nice. But as she began to get older, the bounce would become higher. And they would hit the ceiling. And, and, and so just one day, out of nowhere, I don't know, it was just magic. These balls disappeared. They disappeared. Uh, they, they went to the place where everything goes that we need to disappear. It's in the attic. So during the last few months, I started feeling a... And she's the type of person that, that she had may, may not have had something for five or six years. And she'll say, where's that thing I used to have? I'm like, what? You have... So one day she said, where's my bouncy balls? And me being the Christian that I was, I said, I'm not sure. Ask your mother. <laughs> but I started feeling a little sorry for her. So we got the bouncy ball collection out. Big mistake. <laughs> she had all these little balls and, and you know, just little small ones. And, but she has one big one. Guess one she, which one she wants to play with? The big one. We have hardwood floors. And she'll take that. And I really, I meant to bring it this morning and uh, I forgot it. But she'll take that bouncy ball <clears throat> over and over and over and over. I was trying to watch the football game yesterday. I finally had to put my earphones in just so I couldn't hear it because it was over and over. And it, it just drives me crazy. And, and when it started happening to begin with, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm, I'm gripping the arm of the couch. And, and there was, when it first started, there was a couple of times, you better put that up. Take it outside. Daddy, it's raining. It's 20 degrees. I don't care. Take it outside. I was doing everything that I could not to grab that ball and to throw it in the middle of US 52. I was trying to display patience. Now, you, that's a silly example. And, and you may be sitting here today and, and you say, well, I don't have to deal with bouncing balls. But you may be here today and there's someone in your life that's testing your patience. And, and you wonder, you say, why won't she do the right thing? Why won't he apologize? Why doesn't my boss recognize how good I am at my job? Why do I have to continue to put up with this? And you have those things in your life and you're thinking, God, when are you going to take care of it? And we're tempted to lose our patience. We're tempted to lash out. Remember our key verse. Better a patient person than a warrior. One with self-control than one who takes a city. There's also a passage in the New Testament that goes along with that. It's found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 13. It says, Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. But always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. It says we have to, to strive. We have to continue to display love. We have to continue to have patience. Why? Because patience is better. Why do we need patience? Why is patience so important? 
First of all, a patient person can help heal a broken relationship. A patient person can help heal a broken relationship. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 18 says a hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms quarrels. Have you ever been around someone who is just it just flies off the handle? I mean, it, it, it doesn't take much to ignite them. Don't make eye contact with anybody. Especially if the person sitting beside you because it's probably not going to end well. But here we are. We have people. But they just fly off the handle. And Proverbs tells us that someone like that is always making things worse. They're always stirring up trouble. But someone who is patient brings calm to the situation. It's hard to be that person, isn't it? It is so, so hard. I mean, there are times in my life that I'm dealing with something and, and I just... I'm going to rip their heads off. You think, Pastor, you shouldn't say that. I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, if you want your patience tested, do anything dealing with people. People will test your patience. Family will test your patience. There's a very familiar story found in the Old Testament. It's about a guy and his brothers. His brothers didn't like him much. They thought that he was his dad's favorite. His name was Joseph. And his brothers were so angry with him that they decided, that they couldn't decide if they should kill him or just sell him. And so after some debate, they decided to sell him. And they sold him into slavery. Joseph was sold into slavery, but he eventually ended up finding favor. He eventually became a place where he had influence. He became powerful. And he could have used his power to get revenge. He could have used his power to make things difficult for his brothers. He could have, but he didn't. Even though he had every right, he was patient with them. He kept waiting for them and for that relationship to be healed. He forgave them. He didn't take it out on them. And years went by after the betrayal. But because of his actions, the relationship was restored. And there are times in our life that we're going to be required to display some patience when it comes to relationships. People are going to be people. Maybe it's, it's a relationship that you're thinking that the other person is continually making wrong choices. They're continually doing the exact opposite of what they need to be doing. And you become frustrated. And your relationship has become damaged or, or maybe even destroyed. And the easiest thing to do would be give up and to move on right after you give them a piece of your mind. That would be the easiest thing to do. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11 says this, A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. That's tough stuff, isn't it? Last week we talked about getting wisdom. And here, Proverbs tells us that wisdom will lead to having patience. Being wise. Thinking before you lash out. 
giving God an opportunity and that relationship an opportunity. You see, through patience, God can change the heart and heal a broken relationship. Having patience can make a difference. Secondly, a patient person gives God time to work. A patient person gives God time to work. Psalm chapter 27 verse 14 says, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. And wait for the Lord. The truth is, is that we want God to do something and we want Him to do it yesterday. We want it fixed and we want it fixed now. And when it doesn't happen that way, we're quick to give up. Or when it doesn't happen that way, we're quick to lose our patience. We get to think back. Jesus didn't give up on people. He didn't give up on people. The woman at the well, He didn't give up on her. Zacchaeus, He didn't give up on him. I mean, Peter denied him. Peter was continually messing up. Jesus would have every right to say, Peter, I'm done with you. What did He do? The first thing He wanted to do when He rose from the dead was say, go tell Peter. Go tell him that I love him. He displayed patience. And there's going to be times that it takes a lot of patience. And we have to be patient and allow God to have time to work. Things don't always happen immediately. The situation in, in, in my life that, that someone I was once very close to, that relationship became very strained due to, to circumstances, due to life. And this went on for years. And there were very few days that over the course of those almost 10 years that, that, I, that I didn't pray for that person every day. They were lost and our relationship was almost non-existent. But I continued to hope. I continued to believe. And I claim what Paul wrote in Romans 8.25 when he said this, But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. We wait for it patiently. I kept waiting and kept praying and kept loving. And I won't say that there weren't times that I wanted to give up. And I won't say that there aren't times today that and, and there's a situation that I've been dealing with for about the last year and a half. And there are times that I want to say, I am done. I've done all I can do. I am finished. Matter of fact, it happened this Friday. I said, you know what? I'm done. Because they continually just, it's a roller coaster. And it's so frustrating. You just want to grab them and shake them. Don't look so spiritual. You've been there. People just driving you nuts. But I've told you over and over again how that God is when it comes to, to me. Anytime I'm getting ready to preach something, He gives me an opportunity to practice it that week before. He gives me the opportunity to say, are you going to, are you going to uh, live what you're preaching? And as I was there on that Friday, that's all. this message was all that could go through my mind because, because I, it was like that cartoon. You had you know, the devil on one side and the 
the uh, angel on the other. This this side was saying, throw him out of the car. Just throw him out. This side was saying, love him. Love him. But it's hard. And it's been a year and a half. A long year and a half. But I have to keep being patient. And there may be people in your life that you've been praying for for so long. You've been praying for this situation. It seems like it's never going to end. It's never going to get better. But God can use your patience to heal that person. God can use the patience that you display when, when, when you would have every right, just like Jesus and Peter, when you would have every right to just throw up your hands, walk away, be done with it. God said, be patient. Be patient. Wait patiently. For what you don't have yet. Just wait. Keep believing. Keep praying. Keep doing the right thing. The enemy wants you to give up. Because if you give up, then that person probably will never experience healing. Why should you be patient? Lastly, it's because God is patient with you. God is patient with you. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 and 9 says this, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient. He's patient with you not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So God's not slow. He said our time and His time, they're not the same. He <clears throat> said so you have to be patient. You have to be patient. Sometimes, just even as followers of Christ, it is easy to forget how patient God is with us. It's easy to forget how long we ran from Him. How long that we continued to disobey. How long that we continued to do our own thing. When I look back at, at my life, the last thing I wanted to do in my life was to be standing up here. And even though over and over again, God tried to Direct me in that path. God tried to, to use people to, to speak into my life and, and circumstances and situations. I still continue to want to do my own thing. And so when I think about this, I think about what if God had given up on me? What if He would have said, I'm done with you. Do what you want to do. Figure it out yourself. But He didn't. You may look at your life. And you may think about all the times that God has had every right to give up on you. We don't deserve Him to be patient with us, but He is. Some of you ran from God for a long time. Some of you, it took you a long time to finally submit to Him. You may be here this morning and you, you still have it. 
You're here, but you're still running. God's patient with you. He says, I'm still here. But God is speaking to us, and we continue to ignore Him. We continue to do our own thing. Peter says, remember, God is patient with you. Why do you think Peter could write that? Why do you think he could write that? Because he had lived it. He had lived it. He had experienced God's patience. He had experienced His love. When I began to, to think about this, and going back to the bouncy balls, you didn't know you were coming to church and learn about bouncy balls, did you? You may never go to another church that the sermon was around bouncy balls. But what got me to the point of saying, just keep bouncing them, was because I remembered back when I was younger. And I remembered that there was a couple of things that I, I, I liked to do in the house. I had a basketball goal. One of these small basketball goals. But now it wasn't good enough. It wasn't one of these Nerf ones. I had a, a rubber basketball and one on a pole. And I would set it on top of the desk just to make it taller. And I would pretend to be whoever. And, and you know, three, two, one. Come on, you've been there. How many basketball? Anybody do that when you're growing up? All right, I got a couple. And I would do that over and over. And then the other thing that I like to do is. I would get a tennis ball and I would find a wall and I would throw it on the floor, hit the wall and come back. And I kept doing it. I would see how close I could get trying to get my reflexes better. And I would do it over and over again. And to my recollection, now there may have been times and, and they're here so they may say, oh, I did. But to my recollection, I do not remember them saying, stop I don't remember them saying, knock it off. And I begin to think about that, and I begin to think about their patience, my parents' patience. And so when I started thinking about my daughter bouncing that ball, I began to think about that and said, you know what, somebody was patient with me when I was that age. Somebody was patient with me. And I began to think about that. And I thought, I was showing patience. I need to display patience. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. It says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Be patient. Bearing one another in love. We are at a time right now in our society that everyone is angry. It seems like we are split right down the middle. And everyone's angry. And there are times that I turn on the TV or I get on Facebook, or I get on Twitter, 
and I see something, hear something, read something, and my blood pressure rises. Anger. But then, begin to think about it. Better is patience. We look at our world right now and say, God, when are you going to do something? Better is patience. This verse says, bearing with one another in love. Better a patient person. Better to be patient than be angry. Better to be patient than seek revenge. Better to be patient. But you know what happens? I lashed out my daughter a couple of times. And when I did it, I felt horrible. Because in the heat of the moment, I lashed out. And then the Holy Spirit said, Is it really that thing you do? There's going to be times in your life that it's going to be hard to be patient. There's going to be times that you may have every right to be angry, to try to get revenge, to write someone off. And the hardest thing to do Submit to the Holy Spirit and say, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep praying. I had a pastor friend who told a story. I'm closing. He told a story about how there was this one clerk. Kmart in his town. And the Kmart was more expensive than Walmart. They didn't have a, as good a selection. And when he first met this person, they didn't like their job in his show. And there were times that he would go in there and they would be lashing out. But he kept going to Kmart. Even though it was less, not as convenient, he kept going. Building a relationship. Some days the relationship was great. Some days they acted like they didn't even know it. But he kept going. And this lasted for 12 years. 12 years. Until one day. Until one day person work. And they came to him crying. He said, I need something. And you have displayed so much patience and so much love toward me even when I didn't deserve it. Can you help me have what you have? And he led them to Christ right there. It would have been easy over the course of 12 years to walk away. 
It would have been easy to say, oh, wait a minute. She's in, out. She's in lane number seven. I'm going to lane number two. But every time, he would find her. He would go to that checkout line. And he kept his patience. And the cause of her life was changed. God can use us. God can use you. He says you can't give up. You have to keep going above and beyond. Why? Because He's patient with us. He wants, he wants people's lives to be changed, and He wants to use us. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be here this morning, and, and you may be. You might be that person that you're still running. You're here this morning, but, but you, you've never really made a commitment to Christ. You've never really stepped across that line. You've never said, I want to follow you. I want you to be Lord of my life. You've been doing your own thing, going your own way. Can I tell you? And God loves you. God is patient with you. And He wants to be your Lord. If you're here this morning, that would be you. I want you to know that you can leave here change. You can leave here different than you were when you came in. And it's as simple as saying, Father, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. Change me. Make me a new creation. That's all you have to do. You might be here this morning and say, Pastor, I'm having a hard time right now being patient. I'm tired of people. I'm tired of going through what I have to go through. Pastor, I, I need a good dose of patience. And what you have to do is you have to understand that that is not something natural. It's not going to just happen. It's not natural. But God said, He can give it to you. He said, you asked for wisdom. And through wisdom, He heals patience. God wants to do that in your life. Why? Because He wants you to make a difference. He wants you to change lives. It's not going to happen by giving up. It's not going to happen by becoming angry. And if that's you today, I want you to know that God can give you that patience that you need. I know that this series has been different. The last five weeks, is, but, but as we almost close out 2020, I feel such a, a, a strong pull in my spirit.
God wants us to strive to have a better life. And I'm not talking about a bigger house or a nicer car. I'm not talking about a, a, a job promotion. He wants us to have a better life in Him. He wants us to love being in His presence. He wants us to have a good name. He wants us to be satisfied and not always striving and adding stress to our lives to get the things of this world. He wants us to have wisdom and He wants us to have patience. If you want to have a better life, those are five things that He told us in His Word that are better, that will lead to a better life. If you'll stand right where you are. Here's how we're going to close this service and this series. We're going to pray. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you not to just listen to me pray. But to look inside of your heart. Look inside of your soul. Ask yourself the question, what is it that I need? What do I need? to get better at. What do I need to start doing? Be honest with yourself. And then be honest with God. Say, God, this is what I need. You're not a follower of Christ. You need God. Life is better with Christ. There's no, there's no doubt seen it happen over and over and over again. Life is just, it's just better when you have Christ. And if you're here and that's you, all you have to do is ask Him. That's all you have to do. We're going to pray. And after we pray, Nick's going to close this service and this series in a small course. We're going to spend just a couple of minutes just thanking God declaring His goodness. Let's pray. Father, I come before You right now. God, I'm so thankful that You love us so much. And that You're so patient, so loving. God, I thank You for being patient with me. For showing me love when I didn't deserve it. God, I pray that you will help me. That when it's and I'm tempted to give up, to move on, to stop caring. Holy Spirit, speak into my life. Remind me that my time is not God's time. God help me to have patience. Develop something in me supernatural. God, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. God, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you, Father, I pray that they'll submit their lives to you today. God, for those who I just need help. 
life is tough. We become bitter. We become angry. We project that onto the people around us. God, take away the hurt. Take away the bitterness. Replace it with peace, with love, and with patience. God, I want nothing more than to be a person where people can see you in me. And when people look at me, that your reflection is all they can see. God, I know I'll fail. I know I'll make mistakes. I know there'll be times that I speak before I think. But God, I pray that every day that I'll strive to be better. That I'll strive for a better life. Holy Spirit, thank you for the life you have changing right now. The hearts are speaking to you. God, we declare today that life with you is better. In the name of Jesus. Can you just sing this course with us? Better is one day in yours. Better is one day
we love you. Have a great Sunday. Go out and enjoy the sunshine because snow is coming.